Part two of the Camp of Wallenstein by Friedrich Schiller, translated by James Churchill. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene eight. Enter miners and play a waltz, at first slowly and afterwards quicker. The first Jaeger dances with the girl, the sutler woman with the recruit. The girl springs away, and the Jaeger, pursuing her, seizes hold of a Capuchin friar just entering. Hurrah! Halloo! To Lolderolle! The fun's at its height. I'll not be away. Is't an army of Christians that join in such works, or are we all turned Anabaptists and Turks? Is the Sabbath a day for this sport in the land, as though the great God had the gout in his hand, and thus couldn't smite in the midst of your band? say is this a time for your revelling shouts for your banquetings feasts and holiday bouts quid hic statis otiosi declare why folding your arms stand ye lazily there while the furies of war on the danube now fair and bavaria's bulwark is lying full low and ratty spawns fast in the clutch of the foe yet the army lies here in bohemia still and caring for naught so their paunches they fill bottles far rather than battles you'll get and your bills than your broadswords more readily wet with the wenches i ween is your dearest concern and you'd rather roast oxen than oxen stirn in sackcloth and ashes while christendom's grieving no thought has the soldier his guzzle of leaving tis a time of misery groans and tears portentous the face of the heavens appears and forth from the clouds behold blood red the lord's war mantle is downward spread while the comet is thrust as a threatening rod from the window of heaven by the hand of god the world is but one vast house of woe the ark of the church stems a bloody flow the holy empire god help the same has wretchedly sunk to a hollow name the rhine's gay stream has a gory gleam the cloisters nests are robbed by roisters the church lands now are changed to lurch lands abbacies and all other holy foundations now are but robber seas rogues habitations and thus is each once blessed german state deep sunk in the gloom of the desolate whence comes all this oh that i will tell it comes of your doings of sin and of hell of the horrible heathenish lives ye lead soldiers and officers all of a breed for sin is the magnet on every hand that draws your steel throughout the land as the onion causes the tear to flow so vice must ever be followed by woe the w duly succeeds the v this is the order of ABC. Ubi erit victorii spes si offenditur Deus, which says, How, pray ye, shall victory e'er come to pass if thus you play truant from sermon at mass? And do nothing but lazily loll o'er the glass. The woman, we're told in the testament, found the penny in search whereof she went. 
saul met with his father's asses again and joseph his precious fraternal train but he who among soldiers shall hope to see god's fear or shame or discipline he from his toil beyond doubt will baffled return though a hundred lamps in the search he burn to the wilderness preacher the evangelist says the soldiers too thronged to repent of their ways and had themselves christened in former days quid faciemus nos they said toward abraham's bosom what path must we tread et ait illis and said he neminem concutiatis from bother and wrongs leave your neighbours free neque calumniam faciatis and deal nor in slander nor lies d'ye see contenti estote content ye pray stipendiis vestris with your pay and curse for ever each evil way there is a command thou shalt not utter the name of the lord thy god in vain but where is it men most blasphemies mutter why here in duke friedland's headquarters tis plain if for every thunder and every blast which blazing ye from your tongue points cast the bells were but rung in the country round not a bellman i ween would there soon be found and if for each and every unholy prayer which to vent from your jabbering jaws you dare from your noddles were plucked but the smallest hair every crop would be smoothed ere the sun went down though at morn twere as bushy as absalom's crown now joshua methinks was a soldier as well by the arm of king david the philistine fell but where do we find it written i pray that they ever blasphemed in this villainous way one would think you need stretch your jaws no more to cry god help us than zounds to roar but by the liquor that's poured in the cask we know with what it will bubble and overflow again it is written thou shalt not steal and this you follow i faith to the letter for open-faced robbery suits ye better the gripe of your vulture claws you fix on all and your wiles and rascally tricks make the gold unhid in our coffers now and the calf unsafe while yet in the cow ye take both the egg and the hen i vow contenti estote the preacher said which means be content with your army bread but how should the slaves not from duty swerve the mischief begins with the lord they serve just like the members so is the head i should like to know who can tell me his creed sir priest against ourselves rail on as you will of the general we warn you to breathe no ill ne custodias gregem meam an ahab is he and a jerobeam who the people from faith's unerring way to the worship of idols would turn astray let us, let not, us not hear, hear that, that again, again we, pray. we pray such a brahmabas whose iron tooth would seize all the strongholds of earth forsooth did he not boast with ungodly tongue that stralsund must needs to his grasp be wrung though to heaven itself with a chain twas strung will none put a stop to his slanderous ball a wizard he is and a sorcerer's soul holophanes ajehu denying we know like saint peter his master and lord below and hence must he quail when the cock doth crow now parson prepare for thy doom is nigh a fox more cunning than herod i trow silence again if thou wouldst not die 
Stick to it, Father, we'll shield you now, fear. The close of your preachment now let's hear. A Nebuchadnezzar in towering pride, and a vile and heretic sinner beside. He calls himself rightly the stone of a wall for faith. He's a stumbling stone to us all, and ne'er can the emperor have peace indeed till of Friedland himself the land is freed. During the last passages which he pronounces in an elevated voice, he has been gradually retreating, the Croats keeping the other soldiers off. Scene 9 the above without the capuchin. But, tell us, what meant he about Chanticleer, whose crowing the general dares to hear? No doubt it was uttered in spite and scorn. Listen, tis not so untrue as it appears, for Friedland was rather mysteriously born, and is especially troubled with ticklish ears. He can never suffer the mew of a cat, and when the cock crows he starts thereat. He's one and the same with the lion in that. Mouse still must all around him creep. Strict watch in this the sentinels keep, for he ponders on matters most grave and deep. Voices in the tent, a tumult. Seize the rascal. Lay on, lay on. Help, mercy, help. Peace, peace, begone. Deuce take me, but yonder the swords are out. Then I must be off and see what is about. Jaegers enter the tent. A scandalous villain, a scurvy thief. Good hostess, the cause of this clamorous grief? A cut-purse, a scoundrel, the villain I call, that the like in my tent should ever befall. I'm disgraced and undone with the officers all. Well, cause, what is it? Why, what should it be? But a peasant they've taken just now with me, a rogue with false dies to favor his play. See I, they're bringing the boar and his son this way. Scene 10. Soldiers dragging in the peasant, bound. He must hang. To the provost. Come on. Tis the latest order that forth has gone. In an hour I hope to behold him swinging. Bad work, bad wages will needs be bringing. This comes of their desperation. We first ruin them out and out, do ye see, which tempts them to steal, as it seems to me. How now, the rascal's cause, would you plead? The cur, the devil, is in you indeed. The boor is a man, as a body may say. Let him go. There are Tiefenbach's corps, the railers, a glorious train of glovers and tailors. At Brig, in garrison, long they lay. What should they know about camps, I pray? Scene 11. The above, cuirassiers. Peace. What's amiss with the boor, may I crave? He has cheated at play, the cossoning knave. But see, has he cheated you, man of art? Just clean me out, and not left me a groat. And can you... Of the rank of a freeland man, so shamefully cast yourself away, as to try your luck with the boar at play? Let him run off, so that ruin he can. The peasant escapes. The others throng together. He makes short work, is of resolute mood, and that with such fellows as these is good. Who is he? Not of Bohemia, that's clear. He's a balloon. And respect, I trow, 
is due to the pappenheim cuirassier young piccolomini leads them now whom they chose as colonel of their own free might when pappenheim fell in lutzen's fight durst they indeed presume so far this regiment is something above the rest it has ever been foremost through the war and may manage its laws as it pleases best besides tis by friedland himself caressed is so in truth man who have heard it from the lips of the colonel himself i heard it the devil were not the dogs i weep how now what's wrong you're swollen with spleen is it anything comrades may us concern tis what none be wondrous glad to learn the soldiers press round him to the netherlands they will lend us now cuirassiers jaegers and shooters away eight thousand in all must march they say what what again the old wandering way i got back from flanders but yesterday you of butler's corps must tramp with the rest and we the walloons must doubtless be gone why of all our squadrons these are the best to march where that milanese fellow leads on the infant that's queer enough in its way the priest sin egard that's the devil to be shall we then leave the freelander's train who so nobly his soldiers doth entertain and drag to the field with this fellow from spain a niggard whom we in our souls disdain that'll never go down i'm off i swear why what the devil should we do there we sold our blood to the emperor ne'er for this spanish red hat a drop will spare on the freelander's word and credit alone we ranged ourselves in the trooper line and but for our love to wallenstein friedland never had our service known was it not friedland that formed our force his fortune shall still be the star of our course silence good comrades to me give ear talking does little to help us here much farther in this i can see than you all and a trap has been laid in which we're to fall list to the order-book hush be still but first cousin gustel i pray thee fill a glass of melnick as my stomach's but weak when i've tossed it off my mind i'll speak take it good sergeant i quake for fear think you that mischief is hidden here look ye my friends tis fit and clear that each should consider what's most near but as the general says say i one should always the whole of the case descry we call ourselves all the freedlanders troops the burgher on whom we're billeted stoops or wants to supply and cooks our soups his ox or his horse the peasant must chain to our baggage car and may grumble in vain just let a lance corporal with seven good men toward a village from far but come within ken you're sure he'll be prince of the place and may cut what keepers he will with unquestioned sway why zounds lads they heartily hate us all 
and would rather the devil should give them a call than our yellow collars. And why don't they fall on us fairly at once and get rid of our lumber? They're more than our match in point of number and carry the cudgel as we do the sword. Why can we laugh them to scorn? By my word, because we'll make up here a terrible hoard. Aye, aye, in the mass lies a smell of our might, and the Friedlander judged the matter all right when, some eight or nine years ago, he brought the emperor's army together. They thought twelve thousand enough for the general. In vain, said he, such a force I can never maintain. Sixty thousand I'll bring ye into the plain, and they, I'll be sworn, won't of hunger die. And thus were we Wallenstein's men, say I. For example, cut one of my fingers off. This little one here from my right hand doff. Is the taking my finger, then, all you've done? No, no, to the devil my hand is gone. Tis a stump no more, and use has none. The eight hundred horse they wish to disband may be but a finger of our army's hand. But when they're once gone, may we understand we are but one-fifth the less? Oh, no, by the Lord, the whole to the devil will go. All terror, respect, and awe will be over, and the peasant will swell his crest once more, and the board of Vienna will order us where our troops must be quartered and how we must fare, as of old in the days of their beggarly care. Yes, and how long it will be, who can say, ere the general himself they may take away, for they don't much like him at court, I learn. And then it's all up with the whole concern, for who to our pay will be left to aid us? And see that they keep the promise they made us. Who has the energy, who the mind, the flashing thought and the fearless hand, together to bring and thus fastly bind the fragments that form our close-knit band? For example, Dragoon, just answer us now, from which of the countries of earth art thou? From distant Erin came I here. You're a Walloon, my friend, that's clear, and you an Italian, as all may hear. Oh, may I be, faith, I never could say, in my infant years they stole me away. And you, from what far land may you be? I come from Bukau, on the Fetter Sea. Neighbor, and you? I am a Swiss. And Jaeger, let's hear where your country is. Up above Wismar, my father's dwelled. And he's from Eger, and I as well. And now, my comrades, I ask you whether would any one think, when looking at us, that we, from the north and south, and thus be hitherward drifted and blown together? We do not see Miss Hewn from one mass. Stand we not close against the foe, as though we were glued and moulded so? Like millwork, don't we move, do you think, mong ourselves in the nick, at the word or wink? Who has thus cast us here all as one, now to be severed again by none? Who? Why, no other than Wallenstein. 
In my life it ne'er was a thought of mine whether we suited each other or not. I let myself go with the rest of the lot. I quite agree on a sergeant's opinion. They'd fain have an end of our camp dominion, and trample the soldier down that they may govern alone in their own good way. Tis a conspiration, a plot, I say. A conspiration? God help the day. Then my customers won't have cash to pay. Why, faith, we shall all be bankrupts made. The captains and the generals, most of them, paid the costs of the regiments with private cash, and, wishing above all to cut a dash, went a little beyond their means, but thought, no doubt, that they thus had a bargain bought. Now they'll be cheated, sirs, one and all, should our chief, our head, the general, fall. Oh, heaven! This curse I never can brook. Why, half of the army stand in my book. Two hundred dollars I've trusted madly. That Count Isolani, who pays so badly. Well, comrades, let's fix on what's to be done. Of the ways to save us, I see but one. If we hold together we need not fear. So let us stand out as one man here. And then they may order and send as they will, first plantable stick in Bohemia still. We'll never give in, no, nor march an inch. We stand in our honour and must not flinch. We are not to be driven so country about. Let him come here, and see we'll find it out. Good sirs, twere well to be think ye still that such is the Emperor's sovereign will. Oh. As to the emperor, we needn't be nice. Let me not hear you say so twice. Why, tis even so, as I just have said. True, man. I've always heard him say, tis Friedland, alone, you're here to obey. By our bargain with him, it should be so. Absolute power is his, you must know. We've war or peace, but as he may please or gold or goods he has power to seize, and hanging or pardon his will decrees. Captains and colonels he makes, and he, in short, by the imperial seal, is free to hold all the marks of sovereignty. The duke is high and of mighty will, but yet must remain, for good or for ill, like us all, but the emperor's servant still not like us all i there disagree friedland is quite independent and free the bavarian is no more a prince than he for was i not myself to see when on duty at brandeis how the emperor said he wished him to cover his princely head that was because of the mecklenburg land which he held in pawn from the emperor's hand in the emperor's presence man say you so that beyond doubt was a wonderful go if you question my word and what i have told i can give you something to grasp and hold showing a coin whose image and stamp do you here behold oh that is wallenstein's sure well there you have it what doubt can rest is he not prince just as good as the best coins he not money like ferdinand hath he not his own subjects and land 
Is he not called your highness, I pray? And why should he not have his soldiers in? That no one has ever meant to gainsay. But we're still at the emperor's beck and call, for his majesty tis who pays us all. In your teeth I deny it, and will again. His majesty tis who pays us not. For this forty weeks say, what have we got but a promise to pay, believed in vain? What then? Tis kept in safe hands, I suppose. Peace, good sirs. Will you come to blows? Have you a quarrel and squabble to know if the emperor be our master or no? Tis because of our rank, as his soldiers brave, that we scorn the lot of the herded slave, and will not be driven from place to place, as priests or puppies our path may trace. And, tell me, is not the sovereign's gain, if the soldiers their dignity will maintain? Who but his soldiers give him the state of a mighty, wide-ruling potentate? Make and preserve for him, far and near, the voice which Christendom quakes to hear. Well enough they may his yoke-chain bear, who feast on his favours, and daily share in golden chambers his sumptuous fare. We, we of his splendours have no part, not but had wearying toil and care, and the pride that lives in a soldier's heart. All great tyrants and kings have shown their wit as they take it, and what they have done. They have trampled all others with stern command, but the soldiers they have led with a gentle hand. The soldier is worth, must understand, who e'er doesn't nobly drive the trade, twere best from the business far he'd stayed. If I cheerily set my life on a throw, something still better than life I'll know, or I'll stand to be slain for the paltry pelf, as the croat still does, and scorn myself. Yes, honour is, is dearer than, than life, life itself. itself. The sword is no plough, nor delving tool, he who would deal with it is but a fool. For us neither grass nor grain doth grow, houseless the soldier is doomed to go. A changeful wanderer over the earth, ne'er knowing the warmth of a home-lit hearth. The city glances, he halts, not there, nor in village meadows so green and fair. The vintage and harvest wreaths that twined, he sees, but must leave them far behind. Then tell me, what hath the soldier left, if his wants of his self-esteem be reft? Something he must have his own to call, or on slaughter and burnings at once he'll fall. God knows tis a wretched life to live. Yet one which I for no other would give. Look ye, far round in the world I've been, and all of its different service seen. The Venetian Republic, the kings of Spain, and Naples I've served, and served in vain. Fortune still frowned, and merchant, and knight, craftsman and Jesuit have met my sight. Yet of all their jackets, not one have I known, to please me like this steel coat of my own. Well, that now is what I can scarcely say. In the world, the man who would make his way must plague and bestir himself 
night and day to honour and place if he choose the road he must bend his back to the golden load and if home delights should his fancy please with children and grandchildren round his knees let him follow an honest trade in peace i've no taste for this kind of life not i free will i live and as freely die no man's spoiler or heir will i be but throned on my neck i will smile to see the coil of the crowd that is under me bravo that's as i've always done in truth sirs it may be far better fun to trample thus over your neighbour's crown comrade the times are bad of late the sword and the scales live separate but do not then blame that i preferred of the two to lean as i have to the sword for mercy and war i will yield to none though i never will stoop to be drummed upon who but the soldier the blame should bear that the labouring poor so hardly fare the war with its plagues which all have blasted now sixteen years in the land hath lasted why brother the blessed god above can't have from us all an equal love one prays for the sun at which t'other will fret one is for dry weather t'other for wet what you now regard as with misery rife is to me the unclouded sun of life if tis at the cost of the burgher and the boor i really am sorry that they must endure but how can i help it here you must know tis just like a cavalry charge against the foe the steeds loud snorting and on they go whoever may lie in the mid-career be it my brother or son so dear should his dying groan my heart divide it over his body i needs must ride nor pitying stop to drag him aside true who ever asks how another may bide thus me lads tis my counsel while on the soldier deem fortune deigns to smile that we with both hands her bounty clasp for it may not be much longer left to our grasp peace will be coming some overnight and then there's an end of our martial might the soldier unhorsed and fresh mounted to boar ere you can think it twill be as before as yet we're together firm bound in the land the hilt is yet fast in the soldier's hand but let him divide us and soon we shall find short commons is all that remains behind no no by the lord that won't do for me come come lads let's all now as one agree yes let us resolve on what is to be the first arquebusier to the sutler woman drawing out his leather purse hostess tell us how high you've scored oh this unworthy a single word they settle you do well sirs to take a further walk your company only disturbs our talk Exeunt arquebusiers. Plague take the fellows. They breathe, I know. They haven't a soul above a soap boilers, though. We are now alone. So teach us who can. How best we may meet in Marseille plan. How? Why, let's tell them we will not go. Despising old discipline. No, my lads, no. 
rather his core let each of us seek and quietly then with his comrades speak that every soldier may clearly know it were not for his good so far to go for my walloons to answer i'm free every man of em thinks and acts with me the tursky regiments both horse and foot will thus resolve and will keep them to it the walloons and the lombards one intent freedom is jaeger's own element freedom must ever with might entwine i live and will die by wallenstein the lorraines go on with the strongest tide where spirits are light and courage tried an irishman follows his fortune's star the tyrolese for their sovereign war then comrades let each of our corps agree a pro memoria to sign that we in spite of all force or fraud will be to the fortunes of friedland firmly bound for in him is the soldier's father found this we will humbly present when done to piccolomini i mean the son who understands these kinds of affairs and the friedlander's highest fever shares besides with the emperor's self they say he holds a capital card to play well then in this let us all agree that the colonel shall our spokesman be good, good. the colonel shall our spokesman be hold sirs just toss off a glass with me to the health of piccolomini sutler woman brings a flask this shall not go to the list of scores i gladly give it success be yours the soldier shall sway the peasant, the peasant shall pay the, the army, army shall, shall flourish and stand. stand and the freedlander keep the command arouse ye my comrades to horse to horse to the field and to freedom we guide for there a man feels the pride of his force and there is the heart of him tried no help to him there by another is shown he stands for himself and himself alone the soldiers from the background have come forward during the singing of this verse and form the chorus. No help to him by another is shown. He stands for himself and himself alone. Now freedom hath fled from the world. We find but lords and their bondsmen vile, and nothing holds sway in the breast of mankind save falsehood and cowardly guile. Who looks in death's face with a fearless brow? the soldier alone is the free man now who looks in death's face with a fearless brow the soldier alone is the free man now with the troubles of life he ne'er bothers his pate and feels neither fear nor sorrow but boldly rides onward to meet with his fate he may meet it to-day or to-morrow and if to-morrow twilt come then i say drain we the cup of life's joy to-day and if to-morrow twill come then i say drain we the cup of life's joy to-day the glasses here are refilled and all drink tis from heaven his jovial lot has birth nor needs he to strive or toil the peasant may grope in the bowels of the earth and for treasures may greedily moil he digs and he delves through life for his pelf 
and digs till he grubs out a grave for himself he digs and he delves through life for the pelf and digs till he grubs out a grave for himself the rider and lightning steed a pair of terrible guests i ween from the bridal hall as the torches glare unbidden they join the scene nor gold nor wooing his passion prove by storm he carries the prize of love nor gold nor wooing his passion prove by storm he carries the prize of love why mourns the wench with so sorrowful face away girl the soldier must go no spot on the earth is his resting place and your true love he never can know still onward driven by fate's rude wind he nowhere may leave his peace behind still onward driven by fate's rude wind he nowhere may leave his peace behind the first jaeger takes the two next to him by the hand the others do the same and form a large semicircle then rouse ye my comrades to horse to horse in battle the breast doth swell youth boils the life-cup foams in its force up our time can do dispel and deep be the stake as the prize is high who life would win he must dare to die and deep be the stake as the prize is high who life would win he must dare to die the curtain falls before the chorus has finished end of part two End of the Camp of Wallenstein by Friedrich Schiller, translated by James Churchill.